Andrew LaPau's podcast is brought to you by Andrew LaPau's show at the building in East Nashville on February 23rd. Come out Monday night, February the 23rd, and check out my band at the building. All right, guys, let's start the show. Get on that bird and go. I want to clean like the highway. A boss of this thing, we do it my way. It's raining out there, so I play. Welcome, everybody, to Andrew LaPau's podcast, a homegrown podcast out of my house in East Nashville. Uh, I'll be interviewing the band Pageant on today's episode, who have a show coming up at the High Watt on February 10th on Cannery Row, so you guys should all check them out. But first, you should uh, listen to this interview and get to know Derek and Erica Porter, a brother and sister duo from uh, outside the Chicago area. And uh, yeah, let's just get right to it. Outside Chicago is where you were born? About three hours south, Decatur, okay. Illinois. Okay, I know Decatur. Yeah. I've driven through it. Okay. Most people know it from the Sufjan Stevens song. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Decatur. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good song. That's one of the strong songs. <laughs> it was on, on the map. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. It, was that a big thing when Sufjan Stevens. It was a big deal, yeah. Yeah. At least in my circle, I'm sure. Yeah. Tons of people from Decatur have no idea who he is, but yeah. <laughs> he helped uh, educate people. <laughs> Yeah. Did so? What did it do for like your age group in Decatur? Having Sufjan Stevens write a song. yeah. Well, he he wrote that when I was in college, so I wasn't living in Decatur anymore. So I don't it was know. just kind of like a huh, that's funny sort of thing. It was not yeah. a big deal. The mayor didn't give a speech, and <laughs> no keys were given out. There, <laughs> it was a big deal when Matt Damon came to town and uh, filmed The Informant that there. That's a big deal. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. It doesn't make Decatur look that great. <laughs> <laughs> it's about right, though. But it's Matt Damon! <laughs> cool. Um, we love you, Decatur. <laughs> are most of your fans in that area? There are uh, a lot of people up there, friends yeah. and family, who would come out to see us when we play, yeah. Yeah, we get a pretty good crowd in yeah. Decatur. So did you, um, did you always play music together as growing up? Our dad was a musician, um, so... He, there was always music being played. There was that crowd around the piano family feel thing. And then I started playing music in high school with bands. And before too long, she started singing with me. Yeah, he um, he played in a couple, like, punk rock bands. And then uh, one of his bands that you guys decided you wanted a female vocal. And you asked me, and I was so incredibly nervous. I made everyone leave the room and, except for Derek and sing. On Just the first a thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gained a lot more confidence since then. But yeah, that's how it started. And then and then I started playing, singing at shows a little bit. And then it wasn't until um, we both were in Chicago that we decided to actually mm-hmm. be in a band together. So you were doing, Derek, you were doing the Battle of the Bands in Decatur with your punk bands? 
Exactly. <laughs> that was exactly what I was <laughs> We did, yeah. We had some of that going on. But, you know, um, that was just me and my buds in the basement making music. And what was that band called? Uh, there were a few. There's one called Jump Sunday, one called Sherlock. Uh, that was, you know, high school into college. And then I brought her in for a little bit of Sherlock stuff. And then started a band called A Toothless Life, which was one of those, like, you know, nine-person bands with tons of stuff going on. And the palette expanded quite a bit, so I wanted more female vocals and... She contributed quite a bit to that. So when, when you were growing up, so you have one brother extra. Mm-hmm. Older brother. Yeah. Older brother. He's one. the oldest. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a comedian or comedic writer? Comedic writer, yeah. Producer. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, is he a musician too? No. No. Okay. I think he was on one recording, like slamming something in the background. Yeah, that's the thing. he was always there um, when we were kids. He always hung out and would make videos for us, and you know, yeah, he made like, the music videos. Felt like he was a part of the band, but since he wasn't musical by nature, he would do other things. And... Was he supportive of you when you? So you picked up music first, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we all took piano lessons, and then I definitely took to it. Jeff, not so much. That's our older brother. Then Erica took to it a little bit too. So we continued with music. I mean, we all played in high school band too, but. For Jeff, it was never like, I want to do this for, with my life. That was more our He's thing. He's known since he was little that he wanted to yeah. make movies. But I mean, he did our, our video, Pageant's late, latest video, and he's definitely still involved and super supportive. So it's good mm-hmm. to have that family family vibe going on. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So how how did he how did he respond when you guys got together and made a band? He was Supreme so, jealous. So yeah. jealous. <laughs> he cried. <laughs> no. He thought it was great. I mean He's pretty dry. He's like, yeah, that makes sense yeah. too. That's cool. Yeah. You guys <laughs> in the same family. He's just yeah, he was always around. You guys lived together in Chicago that year that we recorded all that Toothless Life stuff. Yeah, he's always been around. Yeah. He's a good critic, a good guy to bounce ideas yeah, off Yeah, he definitely gives us some good advice. What, what's the advice like? Be professional. <laughs> a lot of media <laughs> stuff. He gives us advice because, you know, we'll make videos and, and put it online. He tells us he hates if we turn the, the camera the wrong way. You never turn your camera vertically. Always film things horizontal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> he bought us a, a tripod stand and an iPhone holder for Christmas to record videos properly. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Did you guys upgrade to a GoPro yet? No. No, we haven't done no. that. Um, okay, that's so how many stuff. videos do you have now as pageant? Just one. Just, Just the one. one. We put the single out for the last record, and that's the only one that we've done. For figure eight. For figure eight, yeah. We've got the... Didn't we make a little video for... Um... We've done some promo videos for Kickstarter and stuff, but never like an official release. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. the one. Just the one. Um, okay, so you're in high school, and you're doing punk bands. Not yeah. anymore. That was you're, you're saying like in the past. <laughs> yeah, in the past. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to bring it back into how this all started. Gotcha. So... You're in high school, like junior, senior year of high school doing punk bands, and they're going out to college? Yeah, I mean, all through high school, freshman to senior year, yeah. going into college, still playing in like punk-ish bands, a little emo in there. Were you the trying to, at all, trying to, quote-unquote, make it as a band and open As up? much as we knew, you know? We were playing a lot of shows in the uh, Illinois, central Illinois area, sometimes going to Chicago, um, and that was a big deal for us. You know, we bought a trailer and traveled around and really took it seriously, but the scope... In those smaller towns, is pretty limited. You guys did like a little tour. Yeah, we went down to Texas one time, played in Houston, and uh, you know that was pretty educational. Most of the shows were very poorly attended, so we understood that there was life outside of our little area. That's kind of why you decided you wanted to move to Nashville to kind of get a better understanding. Yeah, well, Chicago came first, and Chicago is you know a great city to play music in, um, but it is not so industry minded. 
So Nashville was next on the list. Chicago, in I've never lived in Chicago. I've been there and I've done a few shows up there. Um, it, it seems like Wilco has such a big presence there, like the Wilco yeah. scene or whatever that is, the alt-country folk rock. There's scene. a lot of pride in that up in Chicago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As well as the Smashing Pumpkins. and uh, It all feels much more underground there. Like, yeah, bands definitely break out of Chicago, but there's not like a place to get a foothold unless you... You know, get extremely lucky or build it up yourself. That's that's what Chicago's known for, you know, just bootstraps kind of mentality. Well, ideally, what would be the best way to build it up in Chicago? If I knew I would. Yeah, if you knew it. Well, is it, it, I, well which, what other bands are coming out of there that are really, like, just hammered the Chicago scene and have broken out of that? Re- is, um, are there any bands recently that have done there are that? definitely bands I can't say that I'm totally up on it mm-hmm. but there are some labels out of there I'm trying to think of the one label that I can't remember right now but there's a support system out there Thrill Jockey is based out of there um, and there's another one there's plenty of them you know there's plenty of bands who are doing it but it's just a different scene and uh, Nashville's a little bit more welcoming to the kind of stuff that we were playing and just felt right mm-hmm. compared to Chicago <laughs> So now once your bands, you needed a lead singer or you just wanted a female lead singer when Erica joined? Started out just, I started out doing backup on recordings and then I started like just jumping in on shows for a few songs. And then um, I think really when it started kicking off is when I started playing bass. Um, that was in Chicago, like our last year in Chicago. Um, I, I guess you just asked me to play bass <laughs> and then we, I learned like 12 songs in like a week. So you moved up to Chicago to play bass for the band? I moved to Chicago to go to school. Okay. Um, and then was just around more often and then Derek started writing some stuff for a little side thing we did called Little Sisters, which was all female vocals. Um, and so that was really fun. That's when I started to get really, really a lot more into it because I was like, oh, I love this. <laughs> yeah, I was writing a lot back then and Writing for her voice was a lot of fun. She's got a great voice. And then that kind of like just expanded my songwriting repertoire. And then the songs I was writing, you know, just made sense. So her voice is just a part of the sound that we make. Mm-hmm. So that's what became pretty evident. Yeah. And so what? Uh, what is your first gig as brother and sister? Where was that at? We played in the literal Wicker Park once. That might have been it. Yeah, there was the black and white thing in the... Uh, yeah, the Underground Lounge the underground in Chicago. Lounge, yeah. But I mean, you also played Downstate in A Toothless Life on stage with a bunch of people. It's I one of those things, yeah. man. It's been for so long. Yeah. You know, it's, so like, inter- it's hard to pinpoint like... It's all one the, big uh, mm-hmm. memory. Exactly. I and mean, she probably stepped up on stage for other shows before that. Yeah, I just like jump in on a few songs. And then it was when I played bass, I was like, I was there the whole show. That was probably... Yeah, that was probably 2010. Yeah, and then... We did that, and I started to take it a lot more seriously. And then we got an interview um, with the Red Eye in Chicago, um, and we got like a three-page spread. Like it was, we weren't expecting that big of a interview. Um, but the guy called us and asked what our plans were. And at that time, I hadn't really decided if I was gonna stick with the band or not because Derek was planning to move down to Nashville. So he told the guy that you're moving to Nashville, and and I didn't. I think I said I'm not. 
But then when he printed up the article, it said that we were all moving to Nashville. Uh, and then right around the same time... She had to go, yeah. I, I, I had to go. No, I had a roommate like back out on me in Chicago, and I was just kind of like, it felt like that was a sign that it was like, well, this guy thinks I'm doing it. You know, the whole Chicago readers of the Red Eye think I'm doing it. So We I, both graduated college around that time. and Yeah, it was just kind of a time change, yeah. to, to move, so... Yeah, I decided to to commit that to the did. to the relationship with the band and move down. Were and you still in school when you decided? No, no, I I had graduated. We graduated around the same time. Mm-hmm. Derek went to like five different colleges and <laughs> all in Chicago. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah. I, I graduated. I figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> but Derek, you also spent some time in France. Didn't yeah. You? Yeah. How long were you in France? Um, once for just a month studying abroad during a summer, and then I uh, traveled over there for a summer. Okay. For like three months as well. Mm-hmm. Spent some time, yeah. In Paris? No, not really. Um, did visit Paris, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it spent quality time there. Yeah. Where were you living? Um, Avignon the first time around, and then just kind of bumming around the country after that. Because you're woofing, working on yeah. organic farms. Oh, farming, nice. yeah, countryside stuff. Do you still do any organic farming? Um, when I can, yeah. When I can. Mm. I still know all that stuff, but yeah. So I don't what, have space for a garden right now, unfortunately. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That's too bad. There's some space down in uh, Five Points where they do those community gardens. Community garden, yeah. Yeah. Well, my friend has two acres of land not far away from here, and you should see his garden. It's amazing. He's, uh, like, giving me vegetables all the time. That's awesome. I feel well taken care of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's one thing I haven't done since I moved to Nashville is join the co-op mm-hmm. or the, you know, where the farmer's market is, and you get the... Every week you get yeah, a basket yeah, yeah. of vegetables. Kind of CSA, yeah. CSA, yeah, the yeah. CSA, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been meaning to do that. Nice it's really great do. if you can cook a lot. They give you Where so you, much they do. food. It's great it's if you like, really split it with somebody. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I cook all the time. Yeah, but are there times where you just get like onions? Yeah, just like box of onions. Box of mustard greens. That's all you're eating. sick of them, buddy. Can we curse on here? Are you going to edit Oh, fuck yeah. You'd be sick of those mustard greens. You really get too many mustard greens? That, I mean, especially if you do a winter CSA, you're going to get a lot of things that only go uh, during the winter, you know? Yeah, I'm probably not going to start till March. Yeah, yeah, smart good idea. Call. Mm-hmm. Well, let's start out with mustard greens. And then <laughs> end with mustard greens, and then literally you get some tomatoes. Yeah. So did you, all, did you all pack up at the same time and take the same car down to Nashville? No, she came down a few months after, mm-hmm. just the way it I did out. a little uh, wolfing myself, actually, um, the summer before. And then um, I, can't, I came down here on Christmas. I guess it was the, the fall. And then I moved down here right like the week of Christmas. I was really happy to be in one place after traveling for three months. And you moved to East Nashville? Yep, we lived in Inglewood. I moved in. Um, and Inglewood up, up by Riverside Village. Okay, and you're still living in that place? Yeah, yeah. I've been around a little bit. but Not the same house, but same oh, yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're still up in Inglewood. It's been four years now, yeah, but yeah, I'm living up in Inglewood. How you like it up there? It's my favorite neighborhood here. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like residential. It reminds me of our hometown, but ten times nicer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's got proximity to downtown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're in a small town. Vibe. Yeah, yeah. But you're so close to things. It's yeah. totally residential. Uh, totally bikeable if you can manage the hills. Mm. So since you moved down first, had you been to Nashville before you moved? Yeah. Well, we visited with some friends. Eric and I visited with a couple of friends of ours maybe three years before that. And then I came back a couple more times, just passing through. Just always felt really good here. And then did a friend move down before you decided to move, or did you just... Well, uh, the girl I was seeing at the time, 
moved with me and then also another friend of mine married couple actually moved down on blind faith they're like we're sick of chicago let's move down um they didn't even visit <laughs> just moved like on my recommendation yeah. I was like okay <laughs> Big decision. They but they own a house they're here, here now yeah. they're great yeah. that's what i did and i'd never yeah. been here before and i yeah. just packed up a car there you go yeah <laughs> how long has it been for you i've been here two and a half years something's sticking then yeah I find if people get over the year hump then they tend to really like it yeah I remember like I guess I got here in September of 2012 and by February that's when I was like am I getting out of here or am I sticking it out right right and luckily I only have to spend like a month of that insecurity of like the new place and then finally work started happening right for me but it was just watching your bank account plummet every month this is a scary and thing. just like being super cold, not knowing too many people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, it's, it's been an awesome experience. I, I meet people now that have just moved into town and I just, I, I can empathize them yeah. with them because they're like taking the crappy gigs and they're, um, just kind of living in not great places. Yeah. And, and I didn't have a car when I first moved down here, which was awful. Yeah, like, it's almost impossible either, to yeah. do. Yeah. You, I mean, in Chicago, we just took public everywhere and it was fine. Mm-hmm. But here, it's like being a twenty-something yeah. white girl. Like I was, I stuck out. Up in Inglewood without a car. Yeah, I had to walk like a lot. Like I would take the bus, but I'd have to walk forty-five minutes to the bus stop, which yeah. was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's in that bus stop. Where is that near the train tracks up there? Um. So there was one that was down the street from us on Cooper, but that bus stopped running at like five. So mm-hmm. on my way home, I'd have to walk from Gallatin, like up off of Greenview or whatever, that street that, um, through the neighborhoods, 45 minutes up to the house. Um, but I think they've extended the hours for that bus since then. Mm. But I was just like, if I stayed at work longer than four, I'd not be able to catch that other bus to take me closer to my house. It was, and then I'd go up to Goodlitzville. I was working in Goodlitzville and have to walk across the, the busy highway and across through the mall parking lot. And like, it was, it was pretty terrible. What were your first impressions of Nashville when you got here? I don't think I left the house for like a good month because it was cold. There was like a big snowstorm here. It was in December, yeah. So December 2010, there was like a foot of snow on the ground at one point. Hmm. Yeah. Which we were kind of used to. But apparently that's pretty odd. My first impressions, though, I remember seeing uh, Five Points for the first time, because when I visited before, I never came to the east side, but everybody said, like, if you're looking for affordable housing, come over here. And Five Points was really underwhelming. I mean, when you first show up, <laughs> there's that gas station there. It seems yeah. kind of like, you know, an eyesore. It's been built up a lot more. Well, we were used like to, like, Wicker Park in Chicago. That was the neighborhood. Yeah. Well, it seemed very kind of humdrum. Yeah. It seems like East Nashville is just growing so much day by day. Mm-hmm. Like, every day there's just more and more people packed into Three Crow. Yeah. And, cause when I we got, used to go to Three Crow and you'd always see people you knew, but now you're like, who are all these who people? Are these people <laughs> look like people I know, but they're, they're, they're totally different. Yeah. <laughs> Except the Black Diamond. You always see the Black Diamond. Yeah, you, you do. Three Crow. <laughs> we haven't had that happen. He's always there and he's always tapping his shoulder. Hi. Yeah. Wait, who's Black Diamond? The Neil Diamond impersonator, the Black Neil Diamond impersonator. Yeah. <laughs> we have not met this guy yet. Oh, you gotta meet him. Yeah, he's a lovely guy. We did guy. a little, we a short, tour a little short tour with him. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he does Neil Diamond songs. Does he sound like Neil Diamond? He does. Exactly yeah. like Neil Diamond, yeah. Wow. We played a show at Marathon Music Works with him, actually. Yeah. We opened up for him and he did like 
the whole sequin shirt, costume change, big band thing. It was a huge production. So yeah, he's he, got a following. He does. Yeah. He's got a big following in Decatur, actually. That's, That's why, why we, we connected with him, yeah. Yeah, because there's a, a celebration every summer called Decatur Celebration, and he played that a couple of years and just loved it. So when he found out that we were from Decatur, he got really excited, and we decided to go play a show there with him. And we just went up to Chicago, too, since we were going that way. So. When you go up to Decatur, what uh, venue do you play? We only played in Decatur twice, I think. We played at Donnie's Homespun Pizza. It's like this pizza shop bar with a stage and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a big lot of music town. If we go up there, we usually play Champagne where the University we did, of Illinois We did play is. the Celebration mm-hmm. one year, too. Oh, uh, we did, yeah. yeah. It's a street festival up there, yeah. Yeah, which is fun. And you played, you said, uh, University of Illinois? Yeah, so you Champagne get a lot of college, college yeah. students yeah. coming out? Yeah, their music scene's great. Probably mm-hmm. Vinyl Records is out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome, yeah. Still got friends there. We play there a lot. It's always yeah. really great, yeah. That's cool. That's that's some like the best feeling to me is playing for a college crowd. Yeah, it's the, yeah, that's the way to go. They're they're just ready to listen and find new things. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Want to dance or want to dance? Yeah. Last time we played, we it's... had a really really energetic dancer, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> also, when you're in college, like it's hard to think back. When I okay, so this past summer I went back to my college and I snuck into my old dorm. <laughs> and I was just it was you know in transition I think it was just a couple of weeks before all the n- new people were going to show up and I think the freshmen show up about a week or two weeks earlier than the rest of the- and I was like I can't believe that I was like the same height as I am <laughs> now like back then because it feels like I was just a kid mm-hmm. yeah you know um, you were music you were. every new music just constantly blowing my mind like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god have you heard of this band yeah Burning mixed CDs for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> and that was I think uh, the iPod didn't had just come out like the year right before I came went to college. Yeah. So just walking around with my headphones and the iPod and going through everything. <laughs> going to the, I was a librarian at the music library, so I would just burn all the CDs. Oh, the steal. And, I wouldn't steal. Well, yeah, is it stealing if stealing. you rent a CD and I did put that it to iTunes? At the public. Yeah, well, it's definitely stealing. It's yeah. definitely <laughs> but I definitely did that. Yeah. I was talking to somebody yesterday so about iPods, that. like how amazing it was to have a thousand songs in your hand, and now it's like, well, it's, all the songs are there all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spotify. Yeah. It's insane. Our um, relationship to music has really changed. It really has, which is it's tough to try to be a musician in that world now. Yeah, know? they say, um, I think Dave Grohl said that you should just put all your music up for free and make a living touring. But right. That's Dave Grohl. Uh, he was in Nirvana. Yeah, he was in Nirvana. <laughs> he he didn't have to do anything after that. And... I'm reading a book by uh, Amanda Palmer of Dresden Dolls mm-hmm. called um, uh, The Art of Asking. And that's what she does. She does everything for free. And then she just does Kickstarters and, and tours. And um, she just. Yeah. It seems like when you're at that level, because Dresden Dolls had years of tour experience and had, also support from uh, yeah. major labels. You know, yeah. and so they already had a huge fan base, and they could do that same with Radiohead when they put In Rainbows up for, mm-hmm. you know, pay yeah. what you want, right. download, which really changed the game, and it was such a great record. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, for everybody else, right? You know, what do you do? And so, I mean, if you're if you're living in, in Nashville, at least Nashville is a place where you can go play. See, like, look, there's. A lot of venues you can play because you guys play the basement. Mm. Do you play anywhere else? Five Spot. We played all over. We're five, playing nice. Springwater. The High Watt, uh, February 10th. Yeah. All right. Um, 
Yeah, play we Mercy play... Lounge. There's tons of great venues here, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an yeah. awesome city to play in, and you're yeah. guaranteed to have at least good sound, you know? Yeah. Somewhat yeah. good sound. Um, and people just move here to see live music, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's nice to play places with your audience and also a built-in audience. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... I, I want to bring it back to you guys make pageant. How do you find the rest of your band? Well, that's always a work in progress. <laughs> we've, we've cycled through a lot of drummers, which who, what band doesn't? <laughs> I yeah. feel like. Um, but we've we've had Steven. Yeah, our primary uh, collaborator, the one who's stayed with us throughout these past four years, has been Steven Albritton, mostly guitar player and engineer and a producer too. Okay, um, did he produce your newest single? Yeah, yeah, along with all of us. Okay. And our old drummer, Nick. Um, you know, we were all yeah. pretty integral to that. Derek and Steven and Nick all have a production studio. Um, best friend studio. Best friend studio? Yeah. Yeah. Where's that located? Up in Inglewood. Okay. So is your music streaming online? Pageant's music? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on, uh, if you go to pageantband.com, there's a music link that'll take you to a band camp. It's also uh, on Spotify and on... Uh, iTunes. iTunes yeah. Okay, so you can get it everywhere. Yeah. yeah, our latest album, Royal Blue, is available and all that stuff. All right. How long did it take to record that record? Maybe six months. Yeah, we dragged it out because uh, because we could, which um, it was about like February to July of last year. And then we put it out at the end of July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how's it getting? Is it getting listened to? Is it? Are you sending it out? To you places? know, more so than our other releases. Um, it was a big learning process, though, as far as like what hype can do for you and how you can promote yourself. Um, you know, to finish a record and put it out a month later does not give you a lot of time to let people know that it's coming and get them right. Yeah, about it. yeah. That's what I remember when I made my my first and only record, really. Um, that is a physical CD. Um, was I was just so enthusiastic about I'm gonna I'm making a record mm-hmm. and it's gonna be a CD soon and it's gonna have twelve songs. With a secret track. And, <laughs> we had a secret uh, track. Yeah. You got it. That's <laughs> you got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, you know, I was working in a mastering studio at the time when it was being mastered, so we, we got it done. And I just, once once I got the box in the in the mail of a thousand copies, I was like, record release tomorrow, you know? <laughs> Come to Trash Bar in Brooklyn and... <laughs> And come support, like, but not knowing any type of publicity. Right. Yeah, um, that's that's no. a major part of it. Yeah. yeah. That's this something that we're... teach you something about that. We're learning a lot about that. You know, we went through um, our friend Nate Dose. Um, it's got... What's the name of the company? AGT Entertainment. Um, where they... What we did with him was a six-month-long program to educate us how to properly promote and release an album, which was so extremely helpful because... You know, we, we've done what we thought, but he's, you know, he, him and his, I think it's his brother, they have done a lot of research and done it, so, like, a lot, a lot on their own. Um, so they really helped us uh, find the, the best way and the proper way to do it and help us learn. Like, we, we'd never written a press release before, you know, like, just little things like that that we learned how to do. Um, and just kind of taking ourselves more seriously, too, more professional. So releasing the last album was a huge learning process and now we're about to do it all over again yeah so that's just how it goes and each time get a little bit better a little bit better i I feel like it's it it's got to be impossible unless you really delegate uh 
things to the people in the band, what they're going to do, who's going to be the booking agent, who's going to be, mm. you know, publicity. You really got to outsource it to a third party. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'll just go crazy trying to do everything yourself. Yeah. Well, that's what we found. Yeah. And we wouldn't have known without... It's just nice to have structure, too. A nice way to uh, guide the process. Putting putting our efforts in the proper places and, and understanding how to... Because I think what happens is we get so consumed by all of that stuff that we've, we feel like we've lost... We, we haven't lost, but we, we're feeling like we're getting distracted from, from the music, you know? Yeah. So having somebody else take care of that stuff is like, oh, okay, let's yeah. do what we love. And But the myth of selling out and the myth of, like, you know like tainting your art I guess is always out there as a musician you know you feel like oh you shouldn't have to you know do publicity you shouldn't have to pay for things that you know get your music in front of people mm-hmm. and that's a, you know it's a myth like it's a said. myth yeah. for sure it's, it's something to get over oh yeah for yeah. sure it just means you're more it just means you're serious about what you're doing exactly. it's like I mean, starting a business it's, it's putting your money where your mouth is you exactly know? yeah um, yeah it is a business um, do you feel like you're more business savvy now Oh, yeah, I do. I mean... I want to call myself business savvy, but I'm more business savvy. Yeah. Than yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I've got it all Almost yeah. business savvy. Yeah. yeah. Business savvy light. Well, you guys got these instruments here. I do want to talk more, but it seems like you're, y'all are itching to play something. We could do that. Yeah. You want to play us a song? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to start it off strong? Yeah. Let's do that. You want to do when it's time to go? Oh, <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Okay. Yeah, that'll work. I was thinking something. A little wilder. Ooh. <clears throat> Ready? <clears throat> so this is a song off of our full-length we put out last year called When It's Time to Go. Coming home Thank God 
seen the full band but that was such a strong performance yeah appreciate that yeah we've taken a few songs from the album um and kind of restructured them for miss derek and i because starting in february we're gonna do just the duo for a little bit um and then in the spring do a full band tour so in february you're going on tour as a duo and are you going to be billing it as pageant yeah 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 and so how many dates on this tour that one's four dates, then we go back out in April for another four dates, and then we go in March for 11 dates. Okay, well, so where will you be? Uh, February, we'll be going to Little Rock, Oklahoma City, Dallas, and then coming back. We're going to Dallas? Just, there might be another date on there. We I are know. going to Dallas. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, where in Dallas do you play? Um, that one has not been confirmed yet. We'll uh, let you know when it is. Okay. But it's, We're playing uh, Vino's in, in Little Rock, or that's... I think Vino's, yeah. And then another one. We'll be announcing the shows pretty yeah. pretty shortly on our website. <clears throat> yeah, you gotta check out our Facebook pageant band. Facebook.com slash pageant band. Mm-hmm. And you have a website which is pageantband.com. 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 Great. Yeah. And what, what can they find on the website? Videos and Videos audio. and music, pictures, yeah. Nice. Well, we got a little cool biography. biography. Right? Is that yeah. it? It's on the Facebook page. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Is it is it tough to get Facebook likes? You know, um, there's a whole thing about that. <laughs> we we've got. I don't. I think people uh, over exaggerate the importance of them. I think it is good to have like you know a healthy amount when promoters are looking at you. But I would discourage people to pay for it. You can definitely you know we've pay got, to promote your page. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you're not getting quality likes that way. It's better to go out and meet people and get likes that way. Oh, for yeah. sure. People who are going to be actively gonna, engaged, yeah, engaging and, in your webpage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I even know that Facebook is even doing. You know, like just causing more trouble. Uh, even if you do have a ton of likes, your posts won't reach your the people who have liked your unless page. You pay to unless you post, yes, right. exactly. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It just yeah. assumes that bands. Uh, Some people these... call it a racket. <laughs> oh, really? I'm not, I'm not saying that it is. <laughs> <laughs> what's well, not a racket? You know? Yeah, but it is. It is a 
thing to be careful for. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some strategy behind it. Do you have a Twitter as well? Pageant band, yeah. Yeah, okay. everything's pageant band. Pageant okay. band. Instagram, uh, pageant Instagram, band. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. All right. We've been built as pageant band before. People yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was the pageant band. Pageant the band. I oh, pageant yeah. the band. It was a the band. band. <laughs> Where did the name pageant come from? Uh, Derek wrote a was it a song or an EP? You had an EP. I had an album that I called my pageant songs. It was just uh, just a solo. Just, they seemed very uh, ornate, you know, kind of pageant esque. And then those songs evolved into the first songs for what the band was, and we just named the band after those songs. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had something before piercing music, which was um, our father's. Uh, yeah, we were going by piercing music before we were pageant. That but was, that was uh, just something. What our dad publishes music under. Your dad's a songwriter. Yeah. Ah, yeah. All right. Bruce. <laughs> Bruce Porter. There you go, yeah. Bruce Porter Music, Facebook? He's uh, <laughs> not too savvy. He goes to the library and checks his email. <laughs> That's um, great. Actually, he has a stage name, which is uh, Brenton Pierce. Brenton Pierce. So if you want to book him... That's okay. What ask for. Yeah. You can talk to us, pageantband.com, send us an email. Uh-huh. There's a lot of contemporary And your dad can open for music. music. Yeah. Nice. He, yeah, he's... So he must be a big yeah. supporter of what you're doing. Uh, he loves it. Mm-hmm. Did he, he ever make a move to Nashville to try to pursue music? When he was on his honeymoon, he came down here trying to get a record contract. He had been uh, in talks with a Christian publishing company, mm-hmm. and uh, nothing panned out. But that was back in the 70s, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it might be time for round two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> now the Christian scene is blown up. Has yeah, blown he's up. He's got his eye on a keyboard he's going to buy soon. He's got one, but he, he's, he's going to get a better one. So. He'll be ready to go. Yeah. Ready to gig. Yeah, so anyway, we changed it to pageant because uh, we just thought it was cleaner. It was easier to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, you said something in an interview once about there were so many vowels in it. And he liked that. Yeah, it seems like a, a <laughs> mystical word with that, that E in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Pageant. 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 Like Pangea. Pageant. Yeah. <laughs> Pageant. Yeah. That's how I just I say it literally Page to people ant. so they spell yeah. it right. Oh, that's what you say, Page Ant. Page Ant. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Nice. So. Um, so yeah. it's good to pick a clunky word for your band name. <laughs> it makes things easier. <laughs> oh man. Um, my first record, I went under Warpold Wine because I thought it was cool to um, have an anagram of my name. And the two anagrams of my name were that. Warpold Wine? Uh, warp Old Wine. Warp Old Wine. And, uh, <laughs> I did not get that when you first said it. <laughs> yeah, nobody did. I mean, it was the dumbest thing. I was... The O'Neaters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I was really into like Mice Parade, and Mice Parade is... Uh, Anagram of the drummer's name, Adam Pierce. Oh, so you just ripped it off? So I totally just ripped it off. The greatest ideas are made. Yeah. (laughs) That's true, though. Um, Or it could have been Pearl Window. That's also another anagram of my name. Yeah, it's kind of I like that better. Yeah, but I just thought it was weird. (laughs) Pearl Window. Um, Your musician is supposed to be weird. Yeah, it should be weird. (laughs) Um, More bold wine. (laughs) It reminds me of... uh, even warp anywhere in the world. Yeah, the word warp is just warp. weird. <laughs> My friend, I was I was playing the guitar for a friend up in New York City, and he was like, "Man, I love your record, but you know what I think would be a better name than Warp Old Wine?" I was like, "What?" He's like, "Shit." hated the name Uh, yeah and I started losing uh, confidence in it too I think it's because when I when I recorded it I had never really 
released any music under of songs that I've written other than like MySpace. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to sell a CD, so I was a little um, apprehensive about putting my name on it. So I was just wanted to do other things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'd love to hear another song if you got time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's just celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> it's another one from our album. This is a fun one. Mm-hmm. It's called I Want to Celebrate. It gets, it gets loud. Louder. It does get louder. Yeah. Okay. And sorry, I keep kicking the mic stand. Most of our songs start off quietly and get loud. Yeah. <laughs> Common theme. Way on is long.
Right on. <laughs> All right. Pageant. Woo! Awesome. Thanks for coming in, guys. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Is there anything you want to say to your fans or anybody out there that could be listening? We love you, Grandma. <laughs> we do love you, Grandma. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, guys. No yeah. problem. interview with pageant Derek and Erica Porter I uh, hope you enjoyed that and stay tuned for the next episode of Angela Powell's podcast thanks for listening